Welcome back, everyone, to episode three of Good Better Bets, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Ryan Roberts at Rising Draft on Twitter, NFL Draft, NFL, and college football analysts, helping you guys dive deep into the wonderful world of sports gambling. Going to focus mostly on the NFL and college football. I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. Mike Donzuzo. We've given him many titles over the first two and a half episodes here. Uh, betting guru, betting Pumbaa, betting, I don't know, whatever the heck you want to be called, Mike. But Mike, how's, how's everything going, man? Everything's good? Great. I'm great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so now we need to move on. To the, I'm just kidding. How are you, Mike? I'm just joking. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great, Ryan. Um, yeah. Uh, Wizard, I think, was my favorite um, and possibly the stupidest of all of the, uh, the tags that you gave to me. But uh, yes, yes do, doing excellent. I'm good, man. I'm glad to see that you have your uh, wizarding cap on and your cloak, and we're good to go here, man. So we're going to get into, guys, of course. It's going to be a little bit more of an abbreviated episode for me and Mike because we have a great guest on today, but we'll still be able to hit on the bets of the week in a, in a brief segment, and then we're going to do our game pickums. And also, I beat Mike in pickums this past week, so that means that he has to do something at the end of the podcast. I'm going to let you all find out at the end because some people might think it's super corny and might turn off the podcast early, and I don't want you to do that. I want you to keep listening. But we are, have a great guest that's going to be on next, Mr. Parker Fleming at StatsoWar on Twitter. An absolute wonderful follow. I would make sure to go check him out if you haven't already. Before we get to Parker, though, I need to tell you about a, another special sponsor of the podcast from Bet Online. So the holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form already. BetOnline is your number one destination for all of your sports wagering information. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access to any time for almost any sport that is played. From MMA to international soccer and everything in between, Head on over to Bet Online today and remember to use your promo code Believe, that's capital B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. As I said, we have a great guest on today, Mr. Parker Fleming at Stats of War on Twitter. He, uh, if you have never seen the website CFB Graphs, I would make sure to go over there because everything Parker does is analytically driven and it'll give you a lot of like in-depth numbers and and we'll be able to <laughs> come through a couple of the the cool um the cool thresholds that he's been kind of working through on some of his um some of his data-driven stuff but make sure to go check that out also bet us on youtube channel is where his betting content is as well so we're really going to kind of give you guys a little bit of different perspectives we talked about me and mike's perspectives right i'm more from the player evaluation side of thing the coach perspective side of things the teams how things are trending just from that side from the human side i guess is the best way to phrase it mike is much more of He's been doing this for over 20 years. He is betting experience and betting strategy. Want to bring out someone that has a completely different side of the industry and a completely different side of an expertise and a guy that I got to know pretty well in our brief stint of uh, working together. And uh, welcome in now, Parker Fleming. Parker, what's going on, brother? How are you? Uh, hey, Ryan. I'm uh, doing great, man. Glad to uh, glad to be here this morning. Yeah, man. No, we're happy to have you, Parker. I mean, literally... I, I, I shit you not, and we're allowed to curse on this podcast, by the way, in case you ever want to curse, but 
I like I you were someone that I wanted to reach out to anyway. And then about a week ago, Mike texted me and was like, hey, like, you know, Parker, right? Like I follow him on Twitter. Like we should definitely get him on because he knows he puts a lot of stuff up that is so interesting and way above my head because you're the smartest man in the room, as you always are, Parker. So we appreciate you for hopping on, man. I, I think a great place to start and to obviously comb through the advanced stats and analytics side of everything is. I guess a very like mundane question, a very like simplistic question, Parker, but why is it so important for the betting side of this, of, of the spectrum here for using advanced analytics and how much of a help can it be for people that maybe aren't football savvy, maybe aren't like that's their area of expertise and able to use your numbers to best help them potentially make some money. Yeah, well, I think the numbers just kind of help you take the objective stance, help kind of carve out some noise, some emotional bias and help you really understand, you know, at, at some point, uh, a lot of this betting stuff is just asset trading, right? And so it's like, how do we um, how do we properly evaluate these assets based on the different factors that we think are important? Obviously, everything's going to be subjective, even when you use numbers, what numbers you choose to use is subjective. But um, generally, I think that using these numbers just kind of help you get a little bit of clearer idea of exactly what you're watching, especially with college football. You can't watch every game. You can't watch every play meaningfully and, and um, you know, interpret exactly. And so numbers just kind of give you a, an analytical approach gives you a little bit more of a um, uh, agnostic uh, to, to personal biases approach and, and helps you synthesize all of the data and information that you can uh, that you can't necessarily do with your eyes, even if there are instances where watching the game with your eyes is, uh, is, is beneficial as well. Well, and, and I would love to ask because I've seen like echo rating and like you have a bunch of different kind of uh, things that you kind of dive into in your analytics. Is there a particular like for people that are like super new to this side, right? The advanced stats, the analytics, like myself, I mean, I'd be very honest, like a lot of the stuff that you talk about on Twitter is very foreign to me. I'd be very honest about that. Is there something that for a person that is really trying to dive into the stats that you provide, the numbers that you provide that you would say is the best indicator for which side to be on as far as like, what's the separate biggest separator, I guess, between two teams, if that makes sense. Well, I think in college football, a lot of it looks at like, you want to look at drive efficiency. You want to look at like down to down efficiency. And so I think that in college football, especially is where, you know, I kind of thrive. There's a couple things that differentiate you. Um, one, if, if you can pass on early downs, kind of when plays are open and when you uh, can run the offense, you want to run that's going to be the biggest indicator that you're going to translate that performance to other teams. You know, a lot of teams that are more talented and bigger can, can just run over people, right? Like, you know, Alabama could go play New Mexico state, run the ball 60 times and win by 30 um, easily, not think twice. Do we think that's going to translate? No. And there's some signal there actually. And if you're choosing to run against worse teams, that perhaps means that maybe you can't pass as well as you need to. And that won't translate to other ones. Um, and then, yeah, what you do when you get a quality possession or a, an echo, as I uh, call it there, um, Kind of finishing drives really, really matters. Uh, you know, a lot of college football teams will settle for field goals, and a lot of teams are will try to go for it on fourth down and won't and won't get it. So, um, kind of over the course of the season, how well not just you create those opportunities, the rate at which you generate them, but how well you finish them is really, really a signal. So, if you you know gun gun to my head, two things that were super important. I would look at, hey, can you pass on early downs? Can you stop the pass on early downs? And then, are you scoring when you get those quality possessions? And are you holding teams to field goals or forcing turnovers when the other team gets quality possessions? Well, Parker, I feel like I need to send this to some of the Notre Dame fans that follow me on Twitter because I have been like beating this drum for weeks and weeks and practically months at this point. 
about Notre Dame being much too run-centric on early downs and being that team that you're describing that, like, yeah, when they go play Wake Forest, they can roll the ball out and run the ball 50 times and win the game because they are just much more talented than them, right? And they're bigger and they're more physical. But then that's not sustainable, though, right? So when you play the Ohio States of the world, to when you play the Clemsons, when you play the better teams in college football. So I just really want to throw that out there before Mike gets his first question in here, man. Like I need to well, send it's this. It's hard because like Audrey Gustave, Audrey Gustave is awesome. And like, as a it fan, is. you're like, Hey, yeah, man, feed the big man. Let's get him in the open field, whatever. And so it's certainly a separating out like rooting interests and then knowing what's sustainable going forward. But um, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to echo what Ryan said as far as not having the um, advanced analytics knowledge, skill set, ability to create my own, interpret that information as, as it applies to uh, sports betting. So definitely, you're definitely someone I wanted to talk to. I've seen your stuff. Um, so you had mentioned Eckel. Um, can you just tell us like what is what is like a normal Eckel number? What is a bad Eckel number? Just to kind of break that down. So when people do go look and see that stat, like they know what the fuck am I looking at and how can I interpret this? Um, yeah, so, so, so absolutely. Um, I, I think that, um, it's really important to, I, I like to put numbers next to like rankings in the FBS next to my stats, just to contextualize, um, a little bit. So if I pull up my leaderboard here of, of echo, which again, is just a first down, first down inside the opponent 30, uh, 38 yard line, excuse me, basically corresponds to where expected points on a drive is a field goal or greater. So it's like, you're more likely to score on this drive than you are to not score. Um, and so on, uh, on offense right here, if I look at my echo rate, uh, I have a million windows open here. Give me one second. Uh, most teams are going to put in between like 45 to 55 is going to be a basic kind of, um, uh, good rate, uh, for, for echo there. So most teams are, you know, uh, about half of their drives are, are going to be in that, um, you know, 45 to, uh, 50 range. Um, you look at some of these guys and, uh, you know, the higher, the higher ones are up in the sixties, seventies, like Georgia is, you know, going to be 60, uh, Georgia last year, I think was like 68, but generally you're looking at like a 40 to 60 window, um, uh, of, of how often you're creating a quality possession when you adjust for garbage time. Is there one side of the ball, Parker, if we're talking about like quality possession and just kind of rating the offense versus defense, is this like a thing where offense rated higher, that's better compared to defense rated higher? Is there like an even out points? Like just kind of interested as far as like, you know, cause we all hear about the modern game of football, right? Where offense matters more. Does the analytics back that up? Um, I almost jumped in and said offense, whatever the question was, because I knew you're going to yes. ask some kind of, you know, which one's more important. Um, I think it's an open question as to which aspect of a team controls the per game output uh, or per game outcome rather. And so I think you could make arguments for areas where defense and offense uh, contribute differently. Most of my stats and most of my predictive stuff gets better when I weight a little heavier towards offense. And I think that some of that is just that offense is more stable in college sure. football. You know, you start to talk about data points, you start to talk about meaningful nodes of comparison, and your data points get very, very small. And comparing a defense week over week, I mean, you see some of these guys go back and forth, just little matchups can matter a whole lot. So, uh, and, and even year over year, a lot of that stuff like returning production and uh, and stability year over year is way, way stronger on the uh, offensive side 
in the defensive side. So a little bit easier to track the performance there. A lot of times the defensive stats that you see are just a result of like what offenses did you play? Now at the tails, if you're really, really bad or you're really, really good, that's informative. But in the middle, you know, average team versus an average team, I'm going to look at which offense is better. Gotcha. And, and you, you already talked about like returning production. I'm thinking obviously more about like the beginning of a season, seeing like who's coming back and what numbers and what percentage, all that type of stuff. Is there any way though? Cause I always, I always thought about this as far as like the returning production, cause not all returning production is good production, right? Like sometimes it's- Ohio's defense, Ohio's defense is here, 129th in returning production, but they sucked last year. They got them all out. They got new guys in there and their defense is great. So yes, yes. returning production only matters as long as the returning production is good. Sometimes it can be a good thing to cycle through some guys. Perfect. All right. That was my question. I was like, you know, not all production is good production, man. We know this. Sometimes there is I, addition by subtraction yeah. a lot of times. I interacted so. with quality last year. So like if you have super negative EPA from last year, the returning yep. production is going to matter less because uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, so I believe I saw your, um, your uh, projected, score or projected points for each team last week for Stanford and Cal. Um, so we had, I think the spread was maybe um, Cal minus seven, right? And your um, projection for each team was, uh, did you have it reversed? Am I remembering this correctly? Uh, I believe I had Stanford um, favored by one in that game. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, we, yeah. we, you've got like, uh, you know, an eight point difference between spread versus, versus your numbers. Um, so what do you do in a situation like that as a better um, are you just looking at your numbers and 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 run into to hammer Stanford or, or is there some some eye test that's taken over? I don't like betting on um well, I was looking at the final too. So I guess they lost by 12. Yeah, so you didn't get you didn't cover there. Um a lot of times when I see numbers like that, um I I don't like them. Um and so I'm definitely not a like put money on every game just because my number you know said something there so i look at the matchup and like i have cal a much more complete team overall stanford just a, a slight edge some of that is home field advantage as well um and so this is more a situation where the bet i'm making is i'm not going to bet on cal and you know it would have made money betting on cal but it, it all you know it, uh, it comes out in the process um overall so it's less like i don't like betting on bad teams when my number is close i like not betting on mediocre teams when the number is close. So it's a little bit more of like a bet of omission than it is, hey, I'm going to run to the counter and smash Stanford because of this projection. Um, for me, a lot of times these numbers are, uh, and you know, I mean, any, any model somebody publishes online, it's like not going to count for injuries, not going to count for weather. There's situational spots that you can't do and all that. And so like, you know, you're hitting 53, 54, 55%. Uh, uh, on the season, you're doing amazing with a, with a model like that just randomly. And so uh, what I like to do is use these as kind of a starting point and say, all right, let me see what the number said that an average team with, with this stat profile an average team with this stat profile, how they play each other um, and where the edge is. And then I go look in the matchups and say, ah, do I trust this? I don't know what might lead me to, to agree with this. What might lead me to, it's kind of like the best way to get a right answer is to write the wrong answer down. Um, that's a little bit of what this is doing is saying, let me get a starting point to understand. I'm very much not a, Hey, blindly do this. I bet against my numbers. I pick against my numbers on the show all the time. And, you know, sometimes it goes well for me and uh, I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I thought. And sometimes it doesn't go well. And I think, damn, I should have trusted the numbers. So uh, it's, it's a little bit of feel there, especially as you're betting across, you know, books and time over the course of the week as well. You definitely don't want to fix yourself on, this is an absolute number. You want to think about this as an asset where I'm like, Hey, Maybe Caslow overrated as an asset. So let me look at the board uh, knowing that. Um, 
and Brian, I hope you don't mind if I jump in with a with oh, a follow up or it, secondary man. question. Um, yeah. So you you are a better, correct, Parker? Um, yeah, I've, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, it's it's currently not legal in the state where I gotcha. uh, reside, and so it's uh, no is the uh, answer there. Yeah, understood completely. Um, so I'm sure you look at betting markets for your friends. Maybe you give them some advice. Um, is is there a, a time of week? that you, um, you know, ten, would tend to look to make a bet versus other times in the week, um, just based, you know, strictly off stats? Yeah, well, part of this is like, obviously, you're going to get better lines earlier because the lines are worse, but then you're limited more. And so you want to be able to bet more later in the week um, when you can actually bet more and get more action down. So this is one of those like with with gambling, where like, if there was one right answer, um, I wouldn't be on podcast with you guys. I'd be, I'd be, you know, sitting at a beach somewhere hanging out and wouldn't sure. tell anybody and make a ton of money. Uh, but it is, it is a trade-off, right? It's a trade-off between, all right, the edge I get with an opening line versus the limits I'm imposed on the early line, you know, later in the week, how does that, how does that happen? Um, sometimes like in the NFL where the market's really, really sharp. I mean, it's either like bet early or bet right at the end. I don't know. Sometimes in the week it's a little, it's a little difficult, but uh, college football, it's definitely kind of an optimization trade-off of like how much is my edge versus where do I think this is going to move versus when are the limits going to increase? And that's always, you know, that's, that's esoteric. It's hard to, um, I, I think there are ways to potentially start to estimate that and track that. But um, I, I, I don't know if there's a really good answer of, Hey, here's how you should bet here's when you should bet. I mean, you're going to get the biggest edge early in the week with the lines, but also if you want to get more money down, you need to think about late, you know, closing line strategy and, and that as well. All right. Well, Parker, we're going to get you out of here. I just want you to be able to plug everything that you need to plug. I know I started it with the beginning of the, the intro with everything. We'll have to have you back on though, man. A lot of great stuff. I had like 17 more questions, but obviously cognizant of the time, man. Appreciate the time as always. Uh, Parker, where can people follow your work if they need to? Uh, stats of war on Twitter is the best place. That's where I'll tweet links to everything and you can just find it there. So check me out there. Awesome. Parker Fleming. Thank you so much, brother. Really appreciate it. We'll have to have you back on soon, man. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks Thanks, guys. Catch you later. Once again, huge shout out to Mr. Parker Fleming at stats of war on Twitter. We'll have to have him back on Mike. I know that was a lot of, a lot of information, man. I'm like, my mind is going back and forth with Echol and EPA and and, uh, all a bunch of different stuff, man, but we'll have to have him back on. For sure. We want to obviously get into the rest of the show, which will be predicated around the picks for the week. So Mike has four picks that he wanted to share with you briefly. We'll get into the pickums, And then, of course, we're going to get in to Mike's punishment of the week for getting destroyed this past week. I know only one by one, but yes. in my mind, I destroyed Mike this week at pick Hey, a win's a win, him. man. Don't don't sell yourself yeah. short. Oh, man, I felt like the Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs this week, buddy. And I say that because that was the separator in this week's yeah, uh, this week's That pickings. was. All right, Mike, you had four games that you were focusing on as picks of the weeks. If you guys are not following Good Better Bets on Twitter, it's at Good, capital G, Better, as in placing a bet, pod, capital P, on Twitter. I put up the bets of the week already on Twitter, so you could have found it there. But if you're listening live with us now, uh, Mike, the uh, bets of the week that you want to share with the folks to make some money. Yeah. So um, first and foremost, we're, uh, we're fading Miami again. Um, you know, I, 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 I saw some things that indicated that they're kind of a dead team defensively. Um, so we're going back to the well, um, you know, in cold Boston college, I hope it's cold. I hope it's miserable. Um, so we're, we're going Boston college plus nine um, by price. I, I think we're going to get down to the seven. Um, I, I 
I'm okay with seven, to be honest with you, because I think they win the game outright. So if my handicap is correct and they're a dead team in a shitty spot, you also got to bet the money line. Um, so I'll be on Boston College plus seven or better. Um, buy it now because I think it's going down. And and the money line as well um, would be a suggestion because if you're right, then, then they win the game outright. Um, I'm going to move into Texas A&M plus 11 against LSU. Um, I just trust A&M defensively more so. I, I think we're getting – so this opened before last week as I think eight. LSU was minus eight. So we're now yeah. at 11. We've gone through several key numbers. Um, all because of, I think, just, you know, Jane Daniels and, and his Heisman, yada, yada, yada. I think we're sure. getting some uh, some value above a key number. So we're on Texas A&M plus 11. I am going to throw up in my mouth a little bit, but we're on Iowa plus two. Yes, uh, we did it. We I, did I, it, Mike. I effing hate myself for this. The number oh. is just wrong. Um, Nebraska should not be a favorite. This is, oh, Iowa's, Iowa's got their, you know, um, the conference championship in next week, and they're going to get hammered. Um, oh, no, upset. upset and, and, and Nebraska's, uh, you know, Nebraska's got to win for a bowl game. Sure. The sure. number's just wrong. So I, Iowa plus two, I hate it. I'm going to hate myself. I'm not going to watch the game. I don't care what happens, but that's the right bet. Um, and lastly, uh, I've logged out of my phone, so I forget what we are on lastly. Um, Cal plus nine and a half. Um, you know, I, I think that's, uh, we who? saw some, you need to say who they're against, you know, when you introduce a game. Yeah. Um, UCLA or UCLA, as I like to call them. Um, go. so, uh, you know, we saw some possible chip Kelly getting fired stuff last week. I don't know yep. if there's a ton to that. Um, I think Cal's going to have some success throwing the ball. Um, so we'll be on uh Cal plus nine and a half and, and maybe a little money line sprinkle as well. I actually like a, a couple of the young offensive skill position players that Cal has, yes. Mike. I actually yep. like a couple Agreed. of them, man. Agreed. The the new quarterback that came in is not bad. He's like a retro Frederick freshman. He's like 6'5", 225. Okay. Jalen Ott, their, their running back, Jade, Jade in Ott, excuse me, is one of the best running backs in all of college football. He's a stud. They have a freshman tight end that's doing a pretty good job. They have a freshman wide receiver. This like 6'4 kid that's pretty decent. And then they have Jeremiah Hunter, who's like the senior wide receiver as well. Cal's got a little something offensively, which is kind of weird. I mean, I never thought I would say that in the Justin Wilcox era, but like there's something to like there, I think. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm glad you're finally turning the leaf to Iowa. You know, uh, Kirk Ferentz, <sighs> one of the best coaches in college football history that you do not want to admit to that, which is it still hurts. Yeah, I mean, I hope they lose by now. 30. I hope they lose 30 to nothing. So I really do. I hope my bet loses, but. You're my, you're so your 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 pride on hating Iowa is worth mo- more to you than the, yeah yeah that's yeah. that's a fair representation the money. <laughs> money yeah okay okay good all right well folks that is the bets of the week again good better pod on Twitter if you miss some of those but um you should have wrote them down if you're listening to this podcast idiots I mean who doesn't listen to this with a with a pen and paper or their phone notepad in front of them I so funny enough when we were doing the interview with Parker I needed to grab a piece of paper in order to write down his taglines of everything that he does and I couldn't find paper anywhere Mike I found a pen so I ended up grabbing you know, like one of these little like gift things that you put like gift cards in, like these like gift oh, yeah. papers. I, I'm writing that. I, I'm writing on the back. Wow. See that. So, yeah. so are you telling the people that you're not going to give someone a gift because you had to write 
someone's Twitter handle oh, no. on their uh, gift. No, on no, some, someone gave this to us. So this uh, was cool. oh, I uh, thought you were just screwing someone out of a uh, fifteen dollar Christmas gift card, and we don't go to Applebee's, so it's it's kind of useless either way. So you don't I go mean, to Applebee's. What? Yeah, what kind we of, don't go. Kind we, of monster, are you? I, I prefer good food, so we, we typically <laughs> do not trend in the Applebee's circle. But uh, anyway, getting on, Mike, to our pickums. I'll I'll leave this up to you, man. Do you want to do pickums first, or do you want to do your punishment first? You can make. Um, so I, I am in the camp of I, I think this is a terrible punishment. Um, I am against people don't this even punishment. know what it is. They're they're going to find out. I think it's stupid. Um, yeah. I would what like for people stupid? to tell you that it's stupid. It is kind of stupid on, on on X, but it it's your choice. It's your party. Let's you do the pickums if you want to, and then we'll end the podcast the right way with you looking like an idiot yes. and being outsmarted. Okay. Yes. Let's do that. Yep. Five games for you all. Two college football games over the next few days that are so. I picked the two college football games that have ranked opponents involved. So both teams in these matchups are ranked, and then I have picked three NFL games. These are the only three NFL games this week, Mike, that have two teams in these matchups that have a winning record. So that is why I selected these games. So it's a good find. Yeah, NCAA college football first game, Oregon State number sixteen in the country. At number six, Oregon. This is the Civil War. I don't know if they call it that anymore, if, if that's inappropriate for they some do. reason. But they should still call it that because it is one of the coolest rivalry games in college football. Oregon is 13 and a half point favorites at home here, Mike. Minus 13 and a half for Oregon. You want to pick first here? Yeah, you'll pick first here. Um, pick. Yeah, 13 and a half is... This, this is actually one of the games when I was looking beforehand that I feel the most sound on like i'm oh, like wow yeah, i wow. like that side so, I like that so you want me to first huh you're most confident. yeah man because i know to, where i'm gonna go you want i know to show where my go. hand um i think 13 and a half is is slightly high slight i don't have this is not a bet for me um yep. but I'll, I'll take the oregon i'll take the beavers we cannot hear you or i cannot hear you I muted myself. There so you that's go. Good. That's that myself. you are most tolerable in that form. So I do appreciate that. Um, you but shut I'd, your mouth when you're I'd talking. I'd like to hear I don't know how that happens. I didn't even touch anything. I don't know how that happened, but all right, that's that's cool. I, I guess my I guess my computer is so sick of me talking that if, that it just mutes itself occasionally. I guess that might be a thing. I don't know. Makes um, sense. This is a separator for us this week, Mike. This is a separator. Give me. The Oregon Ducks at home covering the 30, 13 and a half. I agree with you in one sense. I would not bet this game because 13 and a half is a lot, man. That is a big, 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 big number, right? That's a really big number, even for college football. Because we're talking about two ranked opponents. We're talking about two teams that rank in the top 16 in all of college football, and it spreads 13 and a half. But I'm in on the Ducks, man. I'm in on Oregon. I'm just in on them. I am. I Look, I don't know if they'll be able to do enough. I mean, they would have to win out, obviously, and then there would probably be a little bit of chaos that would still have to happen. But Oregon is a dangerous football team if they get into the college football playoff, in my opinion. They are very dangerous because I just don't think they have a lot of holes in their team. Like, you have a good quarterback who's playing very good football. You have a very good running back. You have good wide receivers. You have one of the best offensive lines in all of college football, and you've got several guys on defense that are also worth a damn. Like, you have... The recipe to pull off an upset in the playoffs. You have the recipe. The Oregon Ducks have that. So sure. 
I, I, I like Oregon State, man. Like, I do. Damian Martinez, running back's a stud. DJ Uyungle is actually playing better football than people are going to give him credit for. He's playing pretty good football. But, well, I think Oregon's just a better all-around team, and I think they dominate this game. They are on a – they're just on a trend right now of just dominating folks, man. They just are. So, give me Oregon Ducks in this one. Give me – I, I feel really – yeah, sound about that. So I, I knew that you were going to be on Oregon for the simple yes. reason that you put it, you gave me 13 and a half as the number. Yes. Um, there's some 14s out there. I'm not going to bust your balls, even though 14 is a key number. Well, um, I, sent anyone, this to you, I sent this to you yesterday. So, you did. Or, you did. Yeah. And it's the market is split, to be to be fair, because if you were giving yeah. me 13 and a half, the market's 14 everywhere. I'd say, nah, fuck this. We're, we're doing 14. Um, but, you know. When I saw the 13 and a half, I said, oh, I know where Ryan's at. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm up 13 and a half is a reasonable market number, uh, yeah. you know, on Wednesday. So I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll be the bigger it. man. I'll allow it. Hey, bigger. It has nothing to do with being a man. It's just the number that was in front <laughs> I'll be the of bigger, me. I'll be the bigger person. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. The biggest college football game of the week, Mike, this will, this will determine potentially a playoff spot in this year's, in this year's college football playoff. Number two, Ohio State at number three, Michigan. Michigan is three-point favorites at home. We are see, we are looking at a game where Ohio State has dominated in two straight years. A lot of turmoil around Michigan. Obviously, with Jim Harbaugh is going to be suspended for this game. Obviously, all the all the, the up in the air about the cheating and the uh, sign stealing is still there, right? And Ohio State is a different team that we've seen over the last couple of years, more of a defensive driven team this year, not, not quite as offensive heavy as we've seen in years past. So this is a very interesting game. A lot of different layers. I'll start this one since I made you start last time. I'm taking Michigan, even though I hate myself for it, I'm taking them, even though I hate themselves for it because, and this is just honesty, right? One, I think Michigan's the better all around team. I do. I think they're the better all around team. But number two, and this is more important, I think Michigan just has Ohio State's number, man. And until they prove me otherwise, I'm not budging off of it. I'm not going to budge. Michigan, because people are going to talk about the sign stealing right over the last couple of years. We're going to talk about that. Well, did sign stealing have anything to do with Aiden Hutchinson just dominating every offensive tackle in front of him? Did it have anything to do with the offensive lineman just bullying Ohio State off the ball? That stuff has nothing to do with advanced scouting. That has something to do with Michigan is more mentally tough and physical than what Ohio State brings to the table. That's my case. So give me Michigan to cover. I'm a Notre Dame fan and supporter lifelong, so I hate Michigan with every ounce of my being. But taking that bias aside, just think Michigan's a better team that has the, the Ohio State formula. That's just my thoughts. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one. I, I So I think you misspoke. I think you said that Ohio State has had Michigan's number over the last couple of years, and I, I believe it's the, the Michigan reverse. has had Ohio right. State numbers. That's my Correct. apologies. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, all good. Um, and then as you went in, I, I knew that you just misspoke. Um, I'd, I'd like to – this. so th- I think this opened up at like six-ish, you know, weeks prior. Um, I would have – I'm, I'm dumb for not having betted at that because I, I love – would love Ohio State at six. Um, three, I think is, is, is a very fair number. Um, I'm going to just be opposite. I, I think it's a coin flip. I could see either team winning. Um, I think Ohio state is maybe a little slightly more tested. Um, they've got some, some, a little sure. bit, um, better weapons, you know, obviously Marvin Harrison jr. Um, I think they've got some, just, a, 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 just a touch more. And if we're getting three points, sure. 
I'll take uh, I'll be on Ohio State plus three. So we'll be That's different on both college games. So I, I predicted a three point victory for Michigan. So I guess technically I'm predicting a push here. But yeah, I mean, I, this game could go either way. I'll be very honest. Like if Ohio State won, would I be shocked? No. no. If Michigan won, would I be shocked? No. I just I just can't take my framework of mind off of the fact that I've seen Ohio State just get out physical two straight years. I've just yeah. seen it two yeah, straight that, years. I just that, can't get it out of my mind. That is of concern. I want to say that they're a little bit more physical and a they little are. bit tougher this year than in the couple, you know, the years prior. So that I think is 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 putting me on the Ohio State side again. I think the number is spot on. I think it's, it's a, a perfect number. number. I think three is perfect. Um, yeah. So. I, I, I predicted like 27, 24, like 26, 23, like something like that. It's just like, yeah, I, I think, I think that three is three is the number. I, I was honestly hoping for a higher under over. Um, I yeah. think we're at 46 ish right now. Um, I was hoping to see 48, 48 and a half. Cause I, I would, um, I would like to be on the under, yeah. um, but you know, again, the number is just, just not quite there for me. Yeah. No, nah, that makes sense. Moving over to the NFL, San Francisco 49ers. Seven point favorites at Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, um, six and four, San Francisco 49ers, seven and three. So they're pretty evenly matched as far as the record is indicate. But Mike, seven point favorite on the road, man. That seems like a big number against a team that is one. Seattle's coming off a loss. I know that Geno's banged up and everything, but they're coming off a loss. They're at home. We know about Seattle's advantage at home right the 12th man like all that great stuff right like they have that working for them and seven's just a kind of a big number for one winning team versus another winning team so i'm not going to make my prediction yet but i'm just phrase i'm framing this game oh, for everyone. oh sure you haven't shown your hand at all framing my framing the game for all right but i got the seahawks to cover okay sure, i think sam sure. wins but I'm i think the seahawks are gonna cover yeah yeah I, I, I agree with you i think seven's a little high this was yeah. six and a half ish to open you know we we see seven now um, not a bet for me. If I see seven and a half, I'll probably, um, probably be a Seahawks purchaser. Um, <laughs> you know, I think six ish is probably around the right number. Um, but for seven, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the Seahawks as well. Jacksonville Jaguars, two point favorites at Houston Texans. Give me the Jaguars to cover as the road favorite here. Michael, the two points there. I just look I love everything that CJ Stroud is doing for the Houston Texans. He's been fantastic. I like the energy that D'Amico Ryans has infused in that program. I think that they are on the way up. I really like it. And they've outperformed my expectations by a landslide. But I just think Jacksonville's a better team. Like, I just do. At least a more talented team, right? So, I think we saw a really good game from Trevor Lawrence last week. I think four total touchdowns. I think Trevor Lawrence has another really nice week this week against the Houston Texas defense that is still improving and they cover the two points on the road. Okay. Um, yeah. T toss up to me too. Um, number is, is, is I think what it should be. Um, again, I just, you know, we have two differences already, so I'd like to, to spice it up a little bit. I could, I could spice see either side, not a personal bet, but I'll just for our picks purposes, I'll take the Texans. I mean, I feel like you're. I feel like I'm gonna win again this week, baby. I'm feeling. I feel vindicated, and you. You feel like you're just very like lackadaisical with your picks. Like, yeah, sure, I'll go the opposite here. I'll go the opposite. Uh, Buffalo Bills last game we're picking at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles minus three and a half, three and a half point favorites at home. Philadelphia Eagles coming off of obviously a big victory this past Monday. 
against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, of course, a little bit of a short week here. Buffalo Bills got back into the winning column this past week as well. Josh Allen threw three touchdowns. They looked a lot better offensively than what they had a couple weeks prior. Mike, who you got in this game, man? This was yeah. interesting, actually. It's very it, interesting. It is. I think it's it's a very interesting game. The Eagles just continue to look mediocre at but best. Win. But win. But, <laughs> but they just keep winning. It's yes. it's. I, I didn't think they had a good game plan. I, I thought they continued to do things like throw that goddamn screen like two fucking times in a row. I, I don't understand it again. They're, you know, these people make millions of dollars and study this inside and out. So they know more than I do, but I just didn't make sense to me. It didn't look right. Didn't neither play was successful. Um, and again, they just, I watch every snap of every Eagles game, you know, read all, read all the box scores. I, you know, the, the Eagles are my team. Um, yeah. I just, I have no idea how they are, what they are. Um, so I, you gotta be on the bills plus three and a half, like gotta be, I think I'm actually, this will actually be a personal bet of mine as well. Bills plus three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I, I wanted to, I want to be different from you as much as possible when it makes sense, but I am also on the bills this week. Mike, I just think like I, I watched that Kansas city chiefs game. Most of it actually against the Eagles. And I watched, and then I looked at the box score the next day and some of the statistics afterwards. Right. I'm just like, the Philadelphia Eagles had no business winning that football game. Like zero. zero. They got outrushed. They got outthrown. Jalen Hurst didn't throw a touchdown in the game. I'm just like, wh- where did they win th- that game? Right. Like it just was an ugly, ugly victory. But I mean, a victory yeah. is still a victory, right? At yeah. The end of the and day. that was that was our decider in our in our picks last week. I just have a hard time believing that you come off of that big victory on a short week and then you also beat Josh Allen. So you beat Mahomes and Allen in back-to-back weeks. I'm just, I'm against that. I'm a little against that. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the NFC. They're the best team in the NFC. They're a very good football team. They are mentally tough. But I think the Buffalo Bills win this game outright this week. Forget about the cover. I think the Bills win. I just think they win. So, yeah, Buffalo Bills over Philadelphia Eagles. That's our pickings for the week, Mike. We're going to end the podcast off the way everyone wants, and it's an audio-only podcast, but I'm going to post this on Twitter, this uh, video that we're about to pull up here. So uh, I'm going to frame it this way, Mike. I'm going to frame it this way, okay? So we had a – so every week, for people that are tuning in for the first time, we have our pick Whoever wins the pick has to pick a punishment, basically, for the person that lost every single week. So if you tuned in last week, I had to sing the Eagles fight song. That was my punishment at the end of the episode. This week, I beat Mike. So we are friends in real life, sort of. And I badger Mike all the time when we're drinking or just like genuinely generally hanging out when I'm really bored and ask him to play tic-tac-toe. And why do I do this? One, because I think it's a cool game. I do. I know people are going to think that's lame, whatever. And yes. also... I am very good at tic-tac-toe. Ask me why. I mean, I know the formulas to how to do it well, but I have always just been very naturally good at tic-tac-toe. Just, it's just always been a thing for me, okay? Always been a thing. So, Mike, I don't know what this ad is that just popped up, but there you go. All right. So, best out of three games is what we're doing here, okay? Best out of three. May I, may I begin here? May I begin? You know the rules of tic-tac-toe, right? You know before you start, before yes. you start, Yes. I'm sorry. Did yes. you just tell me that you were naturally gifted uh, at tic-tac-toe? What yeah. in the actual fuck? It's 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 an intelligence thing. Does it's that mean that you are naturally like it, I, I don't know. Like, oh, that guy's I, a I, natural I, athlete. You know, he's, 
you, you know he's how quick. you know how you know how a baseball player they can just see the ball right they just see it out of the out of the hand and they just see it it comes naturally to them uh, this comes naturally to me i see the game man just see it it's so in front stupid. of me <laughs> you ready to go now yeah let's do this all right so i'm gonna pl- i'm gonna sort us off here uh mike wh- wherever you want the the uh, your i don't know if you're gonna get next or no wherever you want your symbol to be placed you just tell me you can say middle right middle center you know okay. top right top okay. left, left yeah all that type of stuff so i'm gonna start here okay and again i'm posting this video for people so they'll know they'll know all right where are you going i am gonna go bottom most right right here yes okay all right let me think here okay there's okay, mine. So we're we're gonna block you uh, top middle. Okay. And then I'm gonna go there, and I just and you've won. won. Congratulations. No, no. Tell me where you want to put this one. Okay. We have to finish we're, the game. We have to finish the game. <laughs> we're gonna go dead in the middle. And I won. There we go. All right. So that's one. I'm up one nothing on Michael. I'm up. I one hate nine. this. This is the <laughs> dumbest punishment. I know that you are better than me. I don't understand. You can start though. You can start. What it is that you do? All right, put me um, top top right. All right, I'm gonna go middle. Where are you going? Hmm. I am Mm. gonna go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, top left. Top left. Okay, I'm gonna block you. Obviously. Okay, middle, bottom, middle. Bottom middle. It's an interesting move. I don't. I don't really understand that one. Okay, I will go there. All right, we'll go um, middle right. To block me, sure. And then I block you, and then you're there, and we tied. Okay, we tied? My, turn, my turn to go first again. Okay, are you ready? All right, here's the big one. Here's I got to play defense. All right, let's go. Oops. All right, let's go here. Oh, ready? it counts. It's on the board. Oh, it doesn't count. <laughs> I, I literally can't make it count. That was the computer. All right, ready? Go ahead. All right. Um, this is awesome, dude. I love this. I, I absolutely <laughs> hate this. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Uh, top left. Top left, right here. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that means I'm going to go here. Middle. Bottom middle. I fucking I hate this. Game. I won again. Go ahead. Tell me where you want to put it. Tell me where you want to put it. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, middle left. Just so you can have two options to win, you fucker. All right, so I'll, I'm up two. Oh wait, oh that's it, right? I uh, yeah, that, you won. It. Congratulations. All right, cool. That so was great. So, um, I get why this was a punishment for me because you know <laughs> that you're gonna kill me. I, I, you know what? I I consider this a win because I did get yeah. a tie. Oh sure, sure. So so, and I I really intended to look up the strategy beforehand mm-hmm. but i just didn't care well, enough that, that's the thing mike it's very hard to win when you are the second to go so you just play defense you just play defense and get back to the first overall spot but i mean that's, I, that's I, I just don't know how to i don't know how to block that's i gotta figure out the i'll, I'll show you what, we're, what we get done here okay you've tried I'll, and i just didn't listen or care to listen or a combination <laughs> of care. all those things you didn't care. Say, say what you want you didn't care you i didn't, didn't care. care we're drinking i mean there's so many possibilities 
folks, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Rise and Draft, like Shake and Bake, Rise and Draft. You can follow Mike at Mike D's Bets. That's D's is in D's Nuts. You can go to now Good Better Pod on Twitter. That's capital G, capital B, better as in a person that is placing a bet. Follow us and want to wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. We'll be back next week here on Good Better Bets. Thank you.